We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast. Uh, Alex Hurst here, joined by Ben Wade, Mark Cowley and uh, Rob Clovier. The deep breaths are uh, because we are driving back and we're on the, the M62. Uh, getting away from Old Trafford is never easy, but it's uh, considerably harder when you've thrown away a two-goal lead and uh, and been beaten three-two by a, by a very average Manchester United side as a Manchester United side goes. So we thought we'd get this one out of the way. There uh, there are positives. You know, I might not feel like it now if you're listening on a Saturday night, but there are positives, and we've created a lot of chances. But what we're going to do is kind of debrief this and see where we go from here and and, and how we you know what if anything it reflects on the side for the rest of the season and, and how it all feels so Ben you're holding the phone very kindly for me um, I'll tell you what but, uh, um, so yeah so yeah, you are we're going to have to plug the charger in uh, soon enough lads so that's just the side behind the curtain there for our podcast listeners the complex breaking the fourth wall yeah exactly Ben since you're holding the phone you, you seem probably m- the most deflated out of all of us so, so why is that because um, that that was a massive massive chance um, given the the team that we were playing um, they, there were a lot of, of weaknesses in that side in that Man U side um, and we managed to exploit them early on and, and pretty cons- sort of consistently throughout the game um, we we had opportunities all throughout that game a little bit different to some of the other games where especially this season where we've played the top sides and they've, they've probably dominated the games for long periods and then we've sort of had a 20 minute period in the, the second half uh, sort of in the, the second half of the game um, the only one I would have dis- I would say was different was Spurs where we, we probably had a bit bigger um, sort of period uh, so it was like the second half for example we were, were in that game for most of it but t- today we're in that for the whole match um, created a lot of chances um, we're just considering we literally scored from our first two chances very very clinical we, we then went to the other end of the spectrum and, and missed a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities and um, I just it, it was a just such a massive opportunity and and the players just looked absolutely dead on their feet they looked so deflated at the end there to, to let that slip and I mean to hang on to the 90th minute um, when when the, the tide turned against him for that last 20 minutes there um, it just it's it's just really deflating and my, my worry is is that I don't know that we're going to get in that that sort of position where we'll, we'll create that many chances in, in in games again I mean as I say we'll, we'll see what happens but my, my concern is is that that's probably our best performance for well probably easily this season and probably um, since um, what would have been one of the better 
performances of last season as well um, and we've not got anything out of it and I think especially as um, other results sort of go against us week in week out um, it's it's getting to the point where we, we don't want to be cut adrift because then the, the pressure comes on the team and um, I think it just makes the, the next couple of weeks absolutely massive I mean that Brighton game's going to be huge for us just just because I think we need to get get some momentum going get the some points on the board and, and yeah that's where I'm at yeah, I mean, same same question to the rest of the lads. Uh, you know, we don't want to repeat ourselves, but uh, do, do either of you, Rob or Greenstreet, want to reflect on that a little bit differently about how you feel right now as we drive home? Um, I obviously agree with Ben and some of them. It's, it's hard to take. We put put so much into the first half, and um, we've never seen a first half for ages like that. Uh, well, it's the end of last season, but to go to Trafford and go two goals in the first half and. To, to, to say at half time <laughs> to be actually gutted to, to only be 2-0 up um, I never thought I would say that before the game um, the chances we created like, even when we're 2-0 up um, we've just like watched a replay again but Mudo we could have got a third we should have got a third um, the chances we created plus we should have got a penalty as well um, looking back we didn't even get a corner from that but it, it is difficult to take from that how we were in that a few of the players were obviously nagged from that first half we put everything in and that showed in the second half they, they obviously applied more pressure which we, we expected um, and as the game got game got on after an hour um, we'll I've, a bit. yeah but yeah I mean there's encouraging signs to it as well because the amount of chances we cr- we created um, that's probably more than we created the last probably four games four or five games to actually win that so that's encouraging um, so you've got to take positive of that and to have Muto up front, it's just a massive difference to what Hosselu gives you um, the last few weeks. But it's just, like I say, if we're trying to create a shelf, he just balls in behind. And it just gives us that pace up front, which we've seen it last season. It was happened with Gale. So it just that 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 was the same side, kind of the end of last season, what we were given. And it gave us so much more. And him and Perez, Perez was very good today. And his form was like, what we're seeing last season but um, Rob (laughs) (laughs) I'm losing my voice so I can't say much Um, obviously how do you feel very disappointed (laughs) (laughs) unsurprisingly same as everyone else um, good with the scoreline that, that was very short. Yeah, that's all, that's we've, 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 we've gone on to the football ramble here, lads. So, uh, um, go on, Dazzy. Uh, yeah, I mean, so it is when you when that third one goes in and you look at, you know, the old traffic from the away and there's a clock for, at the other end of the pitch and I kind of thought we'd seen seen the worst of it out and to concede it and not get a point. I mean, me and Rob, we spoke at half-time and we said, a draw here will feel like a defeat. Well, I'll tell you now, a defeat feels like a defeat more than a draw. I'd fucking, <laughs> we would fucking love the draw. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like where where we are as a football club and the problems that we're having on on, on and off the pitch because it's been poor on the pitch this season as well, and the majority that that seems like a step forwards in terms of the performance and, and as you all say the the chances as well as a step back in terms of um, the second half and, and getting nothing from the game. But yeah, we're, it's, we're gonna, it's the lack of ability to hold on, isn't it? And it would been would have been uh, tunnel up. <laughs> At half time twice in the Premier League on a Rafa, failed to win either game. And that's not good. And uh, part of me, the, the negative part of me, worries that I've always said this teams that concede, that go 2 0 up and, and, and don't go and see the game out, 
you you generally think they are bad teams that get relegated. You know, look at West Brom last season when we went to West Brom. West Brom went 2-0 up and immediately we started to control the game and there was only like, it only looked like there was one team that was going to win it and we looked the same here, albeit at a very talented Manchester United side despite their problems. Um, go on then, Rob. You didn't say much, so you know. Let's let's be positive, and I think we, we were in hotel football, being wined and dined by Gary Neville and um, <laughs> Ryan Giggs, which was unexpected even to us. Um, thanks to fans, Beth, uh, True Faith fanzine partner. Um, Rob, you saw the team, and I, I remember looking. You were you were very positive, weren't you? <clears throat> yeah, I was. Um, I think we talked about Muto coming into the team and maybe <clears throat> having a bit of a run and. Uh, taken over from from Hosselu. Um <clears throat> he clearly had a good game today offered us something different up front um, his direct sort of running and his pace is going to give us an extra dimension up front <clears throat> bearing in mind that that was his first sort of full game with Perez um, it's quite encouraging to see how they played together there's a couple of moments where they didn't really link up brilliantly but I think you know with Rondon being out um I think it's going to be it's going to have to be them starting the next game up front together um, and uh, <clears throat> for me I think that's that's a positive um, I'm, I'm going to pass over to someone else because I can barely speak <laughs> Carly um, what was the uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gary Neville, Neville. Um, yeah great lad um, <laughs> unexpected appearance so we obviously said at the start that Ryan Giggs would be there but um Gary turned up to his hotel. Um, what did he say? He said quite a few things about my United, but not much about Newcastle. So I don't really think we're going to discuss Gary Neville much. <laughs> well, he did. He, he left off on the quip. He got asked by the, the host what what he thought of Newcastle, and, and he just said they're not very good. Well, they're not very good. Newcastle United were two 0 fucking up after ten minutes. So have some of that, uh, Jamie, or whatever your name is, Gary. Um, I don't know why I just I hate Jamie Redknapp as well so have that as well Jerry uh, Jerry <laughs> Gary and Jerry anyway but uh, it's just brutal but um, aye so that that was a, a bit odd but yeah just the, the positives I echo what um, Rob said there Muto looks really good I think um, the the the, the, mid, the midfield duo that we, we talked about I thought were brilliant first half Shelby and um, Diarmé Dom- dominated that midfield and uh, that was the performance we were looking from them and 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 we did uh, and we did we did look good uh, and 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 play brilliant in that first half with, with within that battle so yeah we'll come on to that in a little bit but i, I just want a, a word from Ankyo because before the game we were everybody was like shit you know the, the premier league's most right-footed right back playing left back and he did all right he seemed to do fine and, and were you know i think we were saying at half time that uh, me and rob that kennedy and Mankyo was was a very attacking prosperous partnership that won't really give much way I know as the game went on and the crosses started raining in that we probably didn't stop as many crosses as we should but ultimately um, I thought the team selection was positive it's a shame it's, I'm a bit worried about Paul tonight he's got two weeks now to get fit but you know as you say the Fernandez back and we just we just look like a bit more of a team and, and even the match day podcast that we do for parents parents pay what we think is a reasonably small price of £5 a month to, to sponsor this show and keep it free of charge we do this match day podcast where we record the day and from the end or from, from the home end when we do it. We were saying before the first goal that we started the game on the front foot and very positive and it was almost a return to the best of us from last season where we took the game to Man United and we, we went deservedly in front and 
before we're getting into tactics and, and goals and stuff like that but does anyone have any words about what that away end was like between like 7 and 11 minutes because it was uh, even though we got beat and even though we feel like shit now it was um, I think the, the technical term is scenes yeah it's been a while since um, scenes seen uh, scenes like that um, <laughs> for scenes scenes um, for a while um but yeah, um, it's, for me anyway, I know you lads went, went left the last season, but from seven, not so close together. Um, I don't think many teams have scored two goals within 10 minutes at Old Trafford, but first goal went in just mental, then the second one just so close, like three minutes after again, it's unbelievable. But the support throughout the day, it was just very good. Um, the last few times I've been away games, it hadn't been as good. It's been a bit flat, especially obviously Palace with the performance, but today throughout it was it was mint um it was what was kind of been in kind of the past few years um what was kind of i suppose championship season but in the last year it was similar to what it was today it was, it was great it was mint um few songs that hadn't been been sang for a long time um bogo and shoes off um so yeah it was it was a great way end today um shame obviously the result but I think I think the key thing for me was that it was just a really really positive um, atmosphere and even even when when the, the tide started to turn they scored like it was a good reaction from the crowd um, nobody was getting on the players' backs even at the end when we, we've lost a three two the the, play, the the fans could see the players giving everything and, and and rewarded them with with the, the the applause at the end so that that's where I think as fans we where we need to remain with this team to keep that um momentum going and, and keep this sort of good feeling going for for the towards the players that that's what's going to help us get out of this uh, situation i'm not uh, saying it's a scientific link but and definite proof but i'm sure that minute when we, the fans did pogo and shoes off uh, man united basically dominated the game from that point on so <laughs> you know if there was ever a reason to stop doing that i'm just being miserable because uh, he's got an crack old and angry and driving back from Manchester um, but I, I it was a good away he, he says that but I saw him with his bloody 11, size 11 bloody above his head size 13's actually um, but anyway enough enough of my feet size Benjamin right uh, you know the game starts well I thought personally that the, what, what was so good about us in the first half was only A the full backs probably for the first time this season were really causing Man United problems, pushing them back. Um, and B, that Shelby and Diarmi were just running the show against like four billion pounds worth of central midfielders in uh, Matic and Pogba. Um, and and, and the, re- you know, the amount of times we were nicking the ball, we were winning the ball, we were winning 50-50s, it was just such a positive start of the game. The forward passes were excellent. You know, Muto was, was getting into some fantastic positions, receiving the ball on the half turn. Same with Perez. And it seemed like we had a counter-attack every kind of... For that first 20 minutes, it just seemed we were permanently on the counter-attack, despite, despite Man United having all the ball, of course. Um, and I think Rob might, you said, might have said before, Rob, that we only had 27% possession. But fucking hell, what, you know, what we did with that possession was so positive to see. Imagine if we had more than 50%, we would have won 10-0. That, that's it. I mean, I think it's probably ended as 27, but it, it was, I'm sure it must have been a lot more for, for that first half, I think. It's probably skewed by that, the, the sort of second, um, sec, well, basically the last 30 minutes of that game, they pretty much had all the ball. But you're right, like, we, the, the midfield battle where we where we were so dominant, that just gave a springboard for the rest of the team to get get into the position where we want to. I mean, Kennedy 
isn't the same player when he's having a track back and he's on third and you saw times today where he, he he was knackered and he sort of wasn't wasn't working as hard defensively but when you get him on his front foot running the players I mean Ashley Young did not have a fucking clue what he was going to do every time and, and we, we caused him loads of issues today um, McTonomy was getting caught on the ball every two minutes Pogba was getting caught on the ball and that's that's the Newcastle United that's the, the performance that would saw us beat the likes of Man U Arsenal Chelsea last season and the, the, the signs were there we just ran out of gas a little bit that was the only issue so I mean I, I don't want to jump ahead too much because I want to get Rob's thoughts on Kennedy and then um, Cowley's thoughts on, on Richie and Yedlin but I said to you lads at half time that even at half time Shelby and Diarmé looked spent they looked, they looked done because they put so much in in that first half they covered so much ground won so many balls that I was worried about us getting overloaded in the second half inside midfield and I said this in the Match Day podcast and ultimately I think that's what happened but you've got to give credit to them for the, the, the sheer effort and, and willpower they put in um, to get ourselves into that position it's a shame we couldn't hang on but uh, Rob you were kind of praising Kennedy during the game and it's kind of a good example maybe this of why he's worth persevering with do you think? Yeah definitely um I mean, like he, he had Mankio behind him today, which I, I thought may have <clears throat> he may have uh, had his defensive head on a little bit, but didn't look like that at all. I mean, he was don't don't get us wrong, he was doing his defensive bits, but going forward, he looked absolutely brilliant. And um, for a player who's supposedly low on confidence, and you know, since the Cardiff game, um, his finish today was absolutely exceptional. Like um, collected the ball from Perez, and he still had a lot to do. He, he sort of cut inside and put it in the bottom corner past a world-class goalkeeper so um, hopefully for him that's going to be a, <clears throat> a little boost for him a bit of a confidence booster for him um, see if he can carry some form on from that um, typical we've got the international break coming up but um, yeah I, I was really pleased to see that and um, I don't know if he went off injured or if, you know if he, if he just he was subbed just through tiredness or what but uh, hopefully he's not picked up a knock um, but yeah I was I was really pleased with what I saw. Yeah, uh, good points, and I think that I've not, I've not, I've not seen any replays that these lads have because they're not driving, so they've seen a couple of replays on Twitter or whatever. But um, I've not seen any replays. But his goal just looked so well taken, um, so clinical, and, and, and if we can get the ball to him in the final third in attacking areas, positive things will happen. And I know he's a bit of a dickhead, and I know he'll probably get sent off this harsh. Time. But he is though, isn't he? He just does stupid things and does like. I mean, how? I, I don't think he's a dickhead. I think that's really, really harsh. Like he's not a fucking dickhead. He's a pretty great lad. Is he right? Well, <laughs> now, what what do you mean by that? though? expand on that. I mean, I mean, the, he should have been sent off against Cardiff. He should have got a three-game ban, and he didn't. He he possibly could have been sent off against Palace. All like to be fair, I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to be fucking. Um, Consistent because I've slated Mitrovich for years and call him a dickhead for doing these exact same things. So I've got to be consistent. But I think Kennedy, unlike Mitrovich, is going to produce in the final third for Newcastle, or, or far more, far far more consistently. Rob, if you're right, if it's not an injury, he's got two weeks to kind of take on the confidence from that fantastic performance to work with Rafa and the lads and and come back really strong against Brighton at home. But Cowley on, on the other side. Um, Matt Ritchie's had a really quiet season so far what, what did he make of his performance today Carly in, in terms of him and Yedlin as a, as a pair um, I thought he did okay I think he played well first off like like everyone played well first off um, I thought defensively um, worked really well they, they didn't really get much um, many chances many balls in the box really in the first half um, Martial was playing left wing wasn't he um, he's not a winger like but um, he didn't really get much of the ball um, he, he got frustrated a lot because 
when he tried to run, um, Richard just passed the Monte Yellen, who cleared it up really. So he wasn't Martial wasn't getting the ball at all. Um, going forward wise, he did all right. Um, frustrating second half, I think, just in terms of the, the balls that he did uh, put in the box at times where he could have just give himself enough five yards and put the ball in it. De Gea won it like it just balls are coming in and De Gea won them really um, Yellen's performance I, I say I, I thought defensively to work together really well I thought Yellen was impressive as well in going forward um, we know how much pace he's got and a couple of times it's been a bit unfortunate one in the, uh, the second half Pogba brings him down um, where he's taken on a man and just gone at the defence but I thought Yellen was good as well Um Second, like I say, second half it did. They weren't as impressive like, like most of the players in the first half. But first half performance good. Second, not as good. But yeah, I, I, I was a lot more impressed by Richie today. I just want to make a really quick point. Richie was booked for trying to take a quick free kick. I mean, how that's a booking, I've no idea. Pogba uh, literally kicked the ball away once in frustration and once a time waste twice. Um, should have been booked both times should have three bookings today and should have been sent off and he shouldn't have been you know that he shouldn't have been able to foul Yedlin and Yedlin would have been in a great position but uh, I mean I, I, I didn't really think we got the rub of the green with decisions today um, like lads you've seen the highlights the, the alleged penalty shouts were at the other end of the pitch to us and I didn't see them live any of your thoughts have we been robbed by the referee today well so great to rob I think on that one <laughs> I was going to go for you <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the free kick from Shelby, which clearly hit the wall, at least hit the wall, we could see that from the away end. Um, huge deflection off Ashley Young, ball went behind, should have been a corner. Um, and obviously from where we were, like being at the opposite end of the stadium, could, didn't, had no idea that it came off his hand. But um, you could clearly see that it came off the wall. So Shelby uh, <laughs> was like sprinting after uh, the ref, Probably, like Alex was saying, probably faster than he's run all season for, for any any other reason. Um, berating the referee, we didn't really pick up on it at the time, but um, yeah, that was that, that that definitely should have been should have been a penalty and likely would have made it three 0 So um, yeah, it's, I mean, for it not to have been a, a penalty or a corner was just just baffling. Carol, did you want to say something? Oh yeah, just from <laughs> get a brief it. It's a rub at the green, isn't it? Yeah. We don't, we don't get it, especially big decisions at Old Trafford as well. I think I don't know if the ref looked at reactions as well, just because I think it's only Shelby really appealed for it. Um, not even get a corner, which is a disgrace because it was a blatant corner from our end. And I mean, like I say, half the fans were like probably pissed, and everyone can see that. But the referee can't even say it was a corner. But um, you say you would get that, and like you say we're probably three 0 But it's like being all season, just and many seasons before this, we just don't get big decisions against big teams. So. There we go. Yeah, um, very, very true. And yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, driving back is just frustrating to hear. And they're the kind of decisions you don't. I mean, how often are penalties given at Old Trafford? Uh, particularly for teams outside of the top six, it just doesn't happen, does it? So, I mean, Anthony Taylor can basically walk home tonight from Old Trafford the way he lives. He doesn't support my new though. It's like he supports fucking Chorley or some shit like that. It's like me saying I support Blythe. Um, which I do, <laughs> not as much as I do as Pony Castle, um, but uh, yeah. But I mean, so I mean, so far we're, we're being very positive, lads. And, and I mean, I mean, who wants to who wants to take Muto? Um, ben, maybe you. And uh, your thoughts. And I suppose the, the easy question is: well, two questions for you. One, what did he do right? T- 
two, does he start ahead of Rondon next game? Presuming Rondon's fit. I mean, I think Cowley's gone into a, a lot of it already, actually, so you, you say take him. But um, just to expand on that, I think um, he, um, he he just gave us another a, a, a different option up front, which we haven't, we've been lacking. Um, there was a focal point for the team. And when you look um, at what Hoslu offers us, and, and when he came on tonight, he showed it again. Um, it was just not, not enough, really. It was really, really poor. Um, Muto was causing them issues all game with his pace um, and he makes really intelligent runs as well that's what I really like about him is that he's um, he's, he's constantly putting them under pressure um, the, the, there's never any time for the um, the the, the defence to sort of settle um, and as I say he, he, he makes good sort of pressing runs in behind all the time so just just having that that threat um gives us something different that we've we've been lacking since um since gail's gone i think the interesting one will be i think it'll depend who we're playing i mean um rondon obviously gives us something completely different in terms of a, a target man to hold the ball up and allow us to get up the top of the pitch um as I say, I think it'll depend on the teams that we're playing. I mean, Muto today was really effective because Man U obviously were at the home team. They were meant to be the team to sort of push onto us and dominate and press further forward up the pitch and it left space in behind them. And especially against the defence that they started with McTonomy and Smalling, Muto was able to go and absolutely have their lives. Another day against a team that will probably play a bit deeper. Um, I don't know how effective those runs will be. Having said that, though, I think his work rate's really solid, and and, and he's going to have a, um, a a lot more, hopefully, um, much bigger role to play in the rest of the season. I think, as I say, he he, he took his goal really well today as well, which was positive. It's great to see him get off um, on the on the um, on the goal scoring front. Um, but yeah, I think he's the. It'll be interesting to see. I think Rondon probably will get the stocks. Rafa really, really likes him uh, going forward. But do you think? But would there be an argument to say Muto plus Rondon or? Yeah, or is kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Again, I think it would be horse of a courses in terms of um, that depending on the coming up against. I mean, Muto. What I like about him with with his um, his runs and, and he just never seems to stop. Um, he, he, he does a lot of uh, the donkey work which we've given a lot of praise to Perez for in the past um, but he's also got that pace which which just frightens players and, and pushes teams back so um, th- there's definitely going to be opportunities for that I think in defence of Perez I thought Perez had a great game today as well and, and we shouldn't overlook his his contribution but he just lacks that pace to, to really sort of um, hurt, hurt teams at times so I think definitely Muto will, will get us probably start to get a lot more opportunities going forward well said, I can't really disagree with that. And, you know, there have been comments uh, by fans on social media saying Muto's no good, he's not. He's looked shite. You know, he's had limited chances. He's come on, uh, he's won a penalty at Cardiff in the last minute. And uh, are we, sorry, are we taking the M1 North here? Yes, we are. Yeah, just indicating all over the place, yeah. <laughs> right, left, where will I go? No one knows. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think this is, that is a, I'm being undertaken, great. Um that is conclusive proof that Muto is good enough to play in the Premier League and, yeah. and it was a, and I mean if you guys have seen the goal back it looked like a really good finish it was um, I think Shelby put the cross in it, at the time it wasn't um, he still had a couple of defenders he had a couple of defenders around him like any go, go opportunity but um, he had a pace and he just he took it like he took it really well just um, he took a pass to defender and then just turned and shot like Hossley couldn't have done that Hossley wouldn't have done that Um so when he got the ball, it wasn't really like, a great position. Uh, but yeah, he took his goal very well. But there's a certain thought for me next next game. Um, 
definitely. I think he was criticised a lot just because of, I think, the performance he played at Forest, where I don't think anyone really had a good game. Um, but that was his first game in, and, and obviously he was a big caught at the start of the day, but he's, he's impressed today, and he's impressed when he's come off the bench. He has showed a, um, a lot of, I mean, in terms of impact and coming off the bench. Obviously, he won the penalty at Cardiff, but he has looked bright, and it's just it, it just giving him a run of games really now. Um, at the end of the day, you can't just. It's hard to just keep coming off the bench when we're underperformed and the crowd's flat and we're getting we're coming on when we're getting beat. So now I think start and see what he does against Brighton and like I say, if he does well again, just give him a give him a um, run of games. I think what um, I really liked about it as well is it's it's we've now finally seen him um, put a put nine well close to 90 minutes um, on the pitch and to have a proper look at him we've called a couple of times in podcasts before let's let's find out about him let's see what he's got about him and we've, we've seen that a day and you know what he, he's, he's really impressed with us and, and he's proven today that he's, he's he's got something about him um, and I, I think the, the benefit of, of him getting into to sort of into, into the groove a bit and sort of getting into the mix of, of playing is it just gives Rafa a bit more tactical flexibility I mean just one point I wanted to make was the, the fact that we, we played almost two number 10s today they, they were dovetailing him and Perez um, which allowed allowed us to, to maintain a really rigid um, strong defensive shape when Man U on the ball but also put them under pressure when, when they're danger member on the ball. We, we always had two men around that, that sort of pivot role, whether it was Matic or McTonomy or Pogba. There was always two of them sniffing around him and, and that worked really well to sort of break down a lot of their play in the first half. Um, so having that option there again just means that um, when we go into teams in, in the future where they'll, they'll dominate a bit more and there's plenty of teams that have got sort of one sort of chief playmaker. That that type of formation will work really well against them, and it's it's great that we've we've now got the confidence in in the likes of Perez and Muto to, to play together. That that could be a really effective um, formation, especially because they, they then give you the out ball and, and they they're both good enough to hold up the ball, but equally get get in and run run at defenders or get in behind them. So um, it's something extra for Rafa to uh, to to be able to deploy now going forward. Yeah, can't disagree with any of that, and I think we've we've picked up a lot of positives there. Um, we we'll now have to move on to the negatives. Um, you know, if we have lost, we have lost the game, um, so it's probably worth discussing. So I mean, we'll probably hear from the lads in the back. Rob, for you, what went wrong? Um, I mean, I think we have to remember we're playing a, a it is a quality team, Manchester United. You know. Um, <clears throat> The players they brought on, um, Mata came on, uh, Sanchez came on, and Fellini. <clears throat> when you compare them to our subs, then they're miles away on that um, in terms of quality. Uh, <clears throat> at um, at two 0 down, Mata steps up to take a free kick, <clears throat> and he's you know one of the only players on the pitch who who was able to produce a bit of quality like that. Um, to have that in your team to get yourself back into the match that you know that it's players like that that you need in your squad um quality a bit of quality um which is obviously something we haven't um sort of brought into our squad under mike ashley um without that you're not gonna you're not gonna get yourself back into games that you that you're losing so you know to be able to bring on players like that is always going to change a game in your favor um so for me the substitutes were a big part of it um yeah but i think you know you, you, 
little will look at a lot of negatives in that game for us, but <clears throat> I have to try and be positive, really. Um, we have conceded three goals, but they are an absolutely brilliant team. And for us to have scored two and almost got something out of the game, it's no disgrace, I don't think. I just want to say that I disagree a little bit in that, yes, obviously they are a good team. Um, I mean, the, the disappointing thing for me, and, and it's the problem is, is Rafa's hands are tied because we literally don't have any other options. The, the substitutions he made there of, of Murphy and Atu that came on, um, and then Hosley right at the death, um, and it just weakened us so much. Um, Atu came on to play that number 10 role um, for a bit with Perez. They took him, brought him on for Muto, and you're you thinking he's got, he's got pace. It should be a like for like for Muto. He, he should come in there, run around. And he just jogged around a lot. Um, his football intelligence is really lacking. He, he doesn't understand when he needs to press, uh, what he needs to do. Um, and that's, that's the, the most critical thing is that we've got such a drop off when our, our first 11, any of them drop out or injured or, or get tired or whatever the, the drop off from in terms of the level from them is, is just too much to, to cover in this team now that didn't mean that, that that wasn't the reason we lost 3-2 but it just took away any sort of threat that we had when man you were chasing the game and bombing forward and they were piling forward they they, they were leaving op, sort of opportunities to counter attack at the, at the other end and, and we had a few opportunities where we got the ball back and, and, and ultimately it, it broke down with that too so that was really really um hard to watch and you don't want to be too critical on any individuals but it's just he's just not good enough at this level and that's that's where Ashley's absolutely killed with um, I think the other thing as well I just want to say the defensively I thought um, we, we really struggled when, when the press came on the pressure came on and there was a lot of opportunities I mean we, we, we said it already but they, they only had one way there was long balls and, and crosses into the box we were so slow getting out to them for some of the crosses um, I mean a lot, I'll put it a lot of it down to tiredness but you, you just need to keep keep working all game and I mean the, the last one I think Lascelles doesn't jump for a header um, and, and just basically turns around to watch Sanchez had it in now whether he would he, that they might have still scored had he jumped but it just puts a bit of doubt in it might have put the player off and I don't understand why he's, he's not jumped there the army's given away a really poor free kick for the first one which has turned the tide really and there was just a, a few in, probably mental errors there because of how tired they were that, that were a bit disappointing that have, have contributed to that defeat yeah I mean it's, I'm going to say it's obvious what I'm going to say but in terms of the next the next goal at half time was so important Um we get it. Uh, we win the game. If they get it at the back in the game, which has obviously happened, and they've won the game. But the army, the free kick. I don't know if it's just tired minds, obviously tired legs, but just a stupid free kick to go right at the edge of the box because they've got the talent to, like I say, what which happened. Matt scored it. Very good free kick, but it's same again. I suppose Arsenal. Uh, um, a free kick has changed the game, and they've got the quality to do that. Um, and then from there, it was always going to be backs against um, the walls, really. So they would, we we didn't react well in terms of after after the second goals, they they applied the pressure, which we expected. Um, they had a lot more chance than eventually scored. I thought we reacted well after the second goal, um, and as I say we were unlucky not to, to go ahead again. Three two, we had two very good chances. Um, the army with the header, and I think it was we were issue with a back heel. Um, so again, just clinical from that, but we could have went up, we could have went in front again, three two. So I suppose that's a little bit of a positive in terms of how we reacted. We had a few chances after doing that, but then, then again, like I say, the third goal was, was poor defending, and what they do, they put 
put balls in the box and they eventually scored from it. Yeah. Um, personally, I, I want to give Jose Mourinho a little bit of credit. Um, he, I think he recognised that we were controlling the midfield with Shelby and Diame and he just put attacking midfielder after attacking midfielder after attacking midfielder on uh, in Sanchez, Fellaini and Matter. And it became harder and harder for those two to manage all of those players. And again, our biggest strength is our solid defensive unit but when you've got so many runners you know and you've got Paul Pogba pulling the strings it just became really hard to track people and, and you know Ben when you're saying we're not closing cross, people crossing the ball down quick enough it's almost like we dealt so well with crosses all game I mean there's one Rashford chance in the first half where he should have scored that it almost becomes like we'll just let the lads defend it and that's not right but I think, I think Mourinho recognised where the game was being controlled by our, our lads and, and, and made really good Substitutions and, and like you say, the, the quality in substitution is, is is stark. Murphy and Atsu, I mean, Hostler wasn't really on long enough, but Murphy, Murphy and Atsu didn't do well when they came on, but also we didn't concede three goals because of because of Murphy and Atsu, you know. Um, ultimately, Man United missed an open goal. Dubravka's had a really good game. At the end of the day, on the balance of play, you can't say that would definitely deserve to win that game. And it's the second time in within the space of 12 months I've walked out of Old Trafford after quite a bad defeat kind of a little bit enth- more enthused about the team than, than I was going into the ground and that's because of the, the chance we've created and, and Rob and Cardio spot on that we, probably should, we had enough chances to put the game to bed um, we can only blame ourselves but but I'm, I'm more enthused and I think Mourinho got it right with the subs and we've got what we've got because of we all know who um, it's a tough one to take at the end of the day and it doesn't feel any better now and it won't feel any better for two weeks I mean but ultimately when uh, when you're where we are to be thrown away a two goal lead at half time is, is not is not, not acceptable as, as positive a slant as I want to put in it but it's hard for the manager because I'm, I'm saying to you lads at half time we look really we look really tired in centre midfield and I was worried about that and I have no idea whether Isaac Hayden was on the bench or not but I, I'm thinking I'll probably bring Hayden on to play th- defensive three but if we bring Hayden on and get beat everyone states to manager and says well we've, we've played for a point or we've, we've gone negative and and that wasn't the right thing to do and we did continue to attack although we were penned in a lot of the time in the second half we had chances in the second half uh, Kennedy could, could win the game at 3-0 I, I don't think he has to hit, hit it that hard and hit it at the front post put it across the keeper the way he did with his goal but these are all if buts and maybes and games are won on on such small things and one thing I do want to say is um, I turned to Rob it said just before the, the winning goal Matt Ritchie won a, a throw in kind of halfway or half and the away end applauded and winning the throw in which is fair enough I said I don't know what we're applauding for we're going to throw the ball back to them and, and, and then we're going to have to defend and I don't know anything about football uh, like I'm just a fan like all you I'll cut you off there then mate <laughs> um but I, I could see there that, that our th- and it, 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 it's such small things and I'm sure Rafa Benitez would say how many goals he scored from throw-ins well ultimately we've, we've lost the game there or from a throw-in we're, we're Matt Rich or whoever DeAndre Yedlin the ball didn't even reach Hossalu we threw the ball to a Man United player and then they scored and that's not good enough um, at this level and if you're going to get if you're going to gift players like they've got the ball deep in your own final third if, you, if we can't find our own player from a throw-in then ultimately you get what you deserve. So I'm, I'm conflicted because I'm, I'm positive about the performance. You do Liverpool and get a throwing coach. I uh, throwing coach. Employed. Throwing coach. Um, I think we're just about coming to the end of the podcast now, lads. We've, we've managed to stretch out quite a bit as we're, we're head on to the A1 here from the M1. Not too far from Weatherby, so we're making good time. 
Um, any 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 closing thoughts, lads? I mean, I suppose I'll ask you. You know, we'll go go around one by one. Do you feel more positive about the, the future than than or, or, or the chances of avoiding relegation after that game, or or does it, if anything, has it made it worse? Yeah, um, I feel a bit more positive to be honest. I th- again, going back to <clears throat> seeing Muto play well, he's um, going to give us another option up front. <clears throat> um, we scored two goals at Old Trafford, so I think yeah, I've got. I'm going to look at the positives, and I think um, I think we'll stay up this season. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it does take a lot of team when you perform like that and don't come away with a defeat. Um, when, like I say, we could have put it better in the first half, but I'm just saying, we coming to Old Trafford, wouldn't even expect, I didn't expect to create too many chances, and then we go two goals. So it can take the positive out of that performance today and the amount of chances we did create at Old Trafford, which a lot of teams um, will not be able to do. And I just think we we didn't didn't know what he could do, and it played very well today. So that's given us another option and. Like saying we we can we can create chance we can go goals and it was encouraging it's a defense again we let's we're good up until obviously probably 70th minute but um again midfield dominating we're hopefully Shelby and the army can like put in the performances it did like the today and especially the first half and like it did last season so <laughs> it's really hard to take a defeat but there is positive signs I, I think it, I'm a little bit indifferent. I think um, I'm, I differ a little bit to the two lads. I think um, I, I don't really feel like I've learned anything new about this team, other than obviously the the Muto uh, one. But th- this is still the same team we we knew last season, um, and and that's as you, you've already said, Dodgy, that it, it falls to one man, one man's feet. He hasn't put the money in. It means we're left with the squad we had last season that um, were brilliant and, and did a lot of things. Um, that were brilliant, but when when you look at where we are at the minute, we've we've played three of the um, fixtures, or sorry, two of the fixtures um, that that we sort of turned our season around last season in terms of um, the the Arsenal and Chelsea at home, and, and I know you wouldn't expect to win them, but we won them last season with, with this team, and and we've lost those. Um, I think the thing that's worrying me is we've we've played our best games. In, as the underdog in the games that we we weren't expected to win and we haven't got anything out of them, now you can't like keep <laughs> sort of wasting your best performances on games where you haven't really got a, a, a chance to win. I, I guess that's where I'm, I'm sort of where I'm at. My my concern is that when we've, we've played um, Palace and, and Cardiff this season, albeit away from home, we've 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 not matched those levels in terms of performance, and 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 there the games really I would put the importance on. We've got a massive run now coming ahead, and, and I, th- I guess there's there's positives there in terms of the. Um, the, the performance it was back to the levels we expect it was a, have a, have a lot better than than what we went down and watched um, against Palace so there's a lot of positives there but I need to see us do it against the teams that we we would hope to beat rather than again in like as, as the plucky losers and as, as we've been um, for most of this season so um, I'll reserve my judgment for another couple of weeks I mean I, the way I feel at the minute I still think we're we're, we're going to be um, I think we'll, we'll be short ultimately. I think um, it's starting to shape up and, and we're starting to get cut a little bit adrift in terms of what other teams are doing. But um, as I say, two, two, two positive results could, could completely turn that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, final words from me is a uh, tough one. Um, Brighton's massive. If we lose to Brighton, would go nine points behind them. 
and that, and that shit. Um, you know, we're finding the mistake, or maybe as a fan base or some people, is, is constantly calling games must win, Palace away, Swansea at home. You know, we drew those games and people said we must win and the world weren't in the end, there were good points. You, you, you mentioned Palace then, obviously we, we went to Palace and it's, you know, you've seen what, Ben, you've seen today and it's almost like a little bit what if, I don't like getting on the manager's back too much and it was a good point, but it's almost like I'd have loved to see we do that against Palace, Palace who lost to Wolves today. Yeah, that, that's my point. Yeah, and it's, you know, I that, mean, it's all... I, I, not sorry to put in, but it's, that, that's where my worry is, is that... It's it's t- it's we we almost up our levels against the big teams, and it's and but we're not good enough to to see anything out of to get anything out of those games. Whereas when you really want me to play like that, as you say, against Palace, against Cardiff, um, we, we haven't been able to do that. And I don't know if that's just because of the, the sort of the the, the levels of of op- sort of excitement for the players or whatever. Maybe it is that they they do seem to be a team that um, revel in being the the sort of underdog and, and sort of the adversity against them and, and having to go in and, and work outwork the the other opposition team. I mean, as you say, Pal- Palace have lost today against Wolves and. Um, it's just like you're right to say that there were some performances last season where people said oh we, we were going down because we didn't win those games ultimately they, they did turn out to be good points and um, I'm, you still hope that is the case but at, at some point we need to start um, winning games and, and that that's two, two potentially um, two of the easier away fixtures that we might have this season down with, with only two points out of them been the true faith podcast uh cathartic talking through this as we drive back to the northeast uh we'll be back obviously uh we'll do loads of podcasts for patrons um uh we'll have several shows up this week for you and, and next kind of retro stuff and, and and much more discussion on on this and uh otherwise we'll be back after hopefully a, a good win against brighton um well just any win will date to be honest with you <laughs> um good or otherwise and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate your support and uh, speak to you all soon. You know, um, it's tough. Days like this are tough, but ultimately we've got the best manager we could possibly have and we've got a team that, that, that cares and fights. So how are the lads? Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.